0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from Reiki with Melissa. So today we're gonna talk about the importance of acknowledging your feelings and letting go of feelings that no longer serve you. So as we've been talking about the new year, the new year is a chance for us to start over, to set new resolutions, or I like to call them intentions, and it's the ability to change things that we see about ourselves that we don't necessarily like. And for me, that is such a growth opportunity. I wake up in there are days that I think, oh, today didn't go as well as I really wanted it to. And then I think, well, tomorrow will be better because it's a new day to start over and it's a chance to do things differently. What amazes me is that there are people who get up and do the same thing over and over and over again, and they never reflect about what went well or what didn't go well. They just keep doing the same thing. And as a teacher, I like to equate it in this way. Let's say, for example, I have a lesson plan and first hour. I do this lesson plan, I do the lesson, and it doesn't go well. And all the students are confused, and they don't seem like they're understanding or connecting, and it's just a total disaster. So I have a choice between first and second hour. I could either try to tweak the lesson and see if I can make it better. I can totally discard it and do something different, or I could keep doing the same lesson and thinking that things are going to be different that hour. And you would be surprised how many people would choose the third thing. They just keep doing the same lesson all day long even though they know that it sucked and that it was a terrible lesson. But that's what most of us do through life. We get into a job that we don't like, and instead of trying to make it better, either by finding a different, maybe we like what we do, we just don't like where we're working, because environment has everything to do with it. Environments can be very toxic if you have toxic people working with you and they're allowed to spread their toxicity. The thing is, you will always come into contact with toxic people, but some work environments, toxic people cannot thrive. So if there's an environment where the management is really positive and they're good about saying, oh, we have a toxic person here, usually that toxic person ends up leaving because they're not allowed to flourish and thrive in that kind of an environment because it's just not allowed, which is how it should be. However, some places will allow a toxic person to stay and their toxicity spreads. And that's not a good thing. And so you can't function and be happy if you're in a job where there is a person like this. Um, it's like I know from firsthand experience or something, but you it's miserable. And like I said, it spreads. And so you're constantly being surrounded by energy vampires, and they make life miserable. So you don't want to be in an environment like that. So, if that person won't leave, then, you know, you might want to think about you doing something different. You leaving. So, maybe it's that you like what you do, but you need to change your environment to get a better job where you're in an environment where you're supported. Or maybe you need to get a new job entirely. Maybe the career path that you chose isn't what's making you happy and you're supposed to be doing something else, so you do that. And this could work with relationships, with anything. And the reason that I bring this up about, this kind of turned into a different discussion, hasn't it? I was planning on talking about feeling your feelings, but this is important that you don't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Is basically where I was going with this example. So you see, like if I have a bad lesson and I just keep pushing through and and doing the same bad lesson all day long, it's been a wasted day because my students haven't learned anything. If I try to take some time in between first and second hour, and I usually have five minutes, but that's enough time to tweak things, I can make it better or I can even totally scrap it and try to do something completely different, which I've done before. The point is, if I keep trying to push that bad lesson on my students, it's useless. Like I'm going to be frustrated and feel like I was a terrible teacher all day, and my students are going to hate it, and they're not going to learn anything. So it was a waste of day. In the same way, if you are holding on to feelings, if you're—here's what most people do, and I know I'm super guilty of this. So something bad would happen to me, like, let's say a breakup. And instead of, like, taking the time to actually feel how I was feeling about it, you know, cry and feel sad and angry, and all of the emotions that come with the stages of grief, right? There's a process, and you're supposed to go through the process so that you can get those emotions out. Instead of doing that, I would just hold it in. I would put on a brave face, smile, put on a mask, go about my day. Maybe I would be a lot busier than usual because I was trying to do things to keep myself busy so I didn't have to think about it, which on the surface seems to work, and you do forget about it for a while. But here's what happens. Those emotions get buried further and further down. They don't go away. They're still there right, and we talked about this the other day, they're still there and they're there at the cellular level. Your whole body still remembers what happened and still has those feelings. We've just pushed them down now. So several things start to happen when you do that. Number one, if you've pushed your emotions way down, you're very likely to have a breaking point where if you get super stressed out and a lot of things start happening to you you're just gonna let those emotions out like it's all gonna just come out and you're not gonna be able to control that it's like the weight of the world finally just is on your shoulders and you don't know what to do anymore and so you just like let it out and usually it's not pretty so you don't want to do that the other thing is you could start finding unhealthy ways to get rid of those emotions like eating, some people emotionally eat. If they are feeling bad, ice cream makes it better, right? We know that because our parents used to do that for us. When you were sick, what did they do? They would get you ice cream, and it makes you feel better. (coughs) Excuse me. So it just stands to reason that you might try to replace or get rid of those feelings by um, eating to make you feel better. Some people drink to feel better. That's also a very normal response. A lot of things you can do. You can overwork just so you don't have to think about it. You can kind of disassociate. Some people just go through life and they're sort of like zombies and then they don't really have to feel anything at all so then they don't feel the hurt that was caused. And you may even know people like this. So what I want to express to you today is that it is so super important for you to feel your feelings, to acknowledge them, to acknowledge that you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. Like, that's perfectly okay. What is not okay is staying in that state for a long time. You should definitely feel your feelings and you need to get those out. But if it starts to be a place where you just can't you can't get away from it and you're just in that sadness for a very long time, then you might want to consider getting help for that. And there are a lot of awesome professionals out there. And you don't even necessarily have to go to a traditional counselor. I think that they're great and they have a lot of good things to offer. But some people just aren't comfortable with that. Sometimes even going to a spiritual counselor is just as good. Because really, the important thing is you need to get those emotions out. You need to talk to somebody. And for a lot of us, just talking to someone helps because When we don't talk to people and we try to bottle our emotions, we never deal with them. But if you're talking to someone, you're at least getting them out. And chances are, when you start talking to someone, you're going to start crying and getting emotional, which is totally fine. I know some people get embarrassed by that if they're talking to a professional. Like I know Reiki clients with me, they'll apologize for crying. And I always, I'm like, don't apologize, you're a human being, that's totally normal. Like, you need to cry, you need to get that out, because if you don't get out your emotions, you're gonna, they're going to fester. And they're going to cause you physical problems. Our emotions are what actually festers into physical problems. It manifests into the physical. A lot of the physical problems people come to me for Reiki with stem from emotional issues and whether you realize that or not when you're holding on to those emotions when you're not dealing with them when you're not forgiving people those things manifest into physical conditions physical ailments they can be like back pain headaches uh, there's all kinds of things and there's a direct correlation if you ever do the research about it it's really interesting so it's important to get those emotions out, and it's important to understand that you're perfectly within your right to feel that way. So don't let ever anyone ever tell you like, oh, get over it, okay? Nobody should ever say that to anyone else, first of all. Don't tell someone to get over it. We all get over things in our own way and in our own time. Grief is a process that everyone goes through differently and with different timing. So don't let someone tell you how to grieve or how fast it should take. Everyone is different and you have to be okay with your own process. That's number one. Number two, and I know as a kid, my mom used to say this, but I know her parents probably said it to her too. I don't know, some of you may have parents who also said this, they would tell you like, stop crying or I'm gonna give you something to cry about. So we become trained to stop our emotions, to stop crying because we don't want to get in trouble that we're going to cry about. You know, and our parents, when, it, when we were crying, I'm sure it was over something stupid, right? When you're a child, we don't exactly cry over important things. It could have just been that, you know, my ice cream fell off the cone and... While I start crying, a well, little stop crying, you know? So, but that becomes then a trained response is stop crying. So you stop and you stop yourself, but you need to cry. You need to get those emotions out, even if it seems stupid. I mean, I remember my daughter coming up to me not too long ago and she just started crying and she's like, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't even know why I'm upset. And, you know, and I just said, You know, it's okay, cry. You need to cry. I said it's all right, you know, just let it go, let it out. You know, sometimes it's just the build up of emotions that get to us because we don't allow ourselves to experience those. And that's exactly what happens when you don't allow it. It just builds and builds and builds and then all of a sudden you're crying and you're not even really sure why you're crying. But it's all of that stuff that just builds. So please, please don't ever try to stuff your emotions down and there's so many things and so many wonderful tools out there that you can use to help you get through these emotions sometimes it's good just to this is what I'll do sometimes I'm telling you this and like embarrassing myself but uh, if I'm just feeling particularly emotional I always take a hot bath in the evening to relax I'll light the candle take a hot bath play sad music and just cry my eyes out and then I feel better and I feel so much better but another thing you can do, there's you know, usually some issue that needs to be resolved when you're feeling sad. And it might be that you need to forgive someone or a situation. So journaling is a great way to do that. We talked on yesterday's podcast about the radical forgiveness. It's also a great way to get out those emotions. Um, I like to do the tappings, the EFT, emotional freedom techniques. And like I said, you can just look up Brad Yates on YouTube. He has so many different topics. Just look his name up on YouTube, Brad Yates, it's Y-A-T-E-S, and you'll see a list of topics. And one that might resonate with you, click on it. The longest they ever are is 10 minutes. And you can do them anywhere, and you can do them as often as you want. And when you're tapping, you're actually releasing the emotions. I also like just meditating, sometimes just sitting quietly, either in a guided meditation or just sitting quietly and giving yourself time to just be. That also helps. There's so many things you can do. And Reiki is another great one as well. So many people come to me because of emotional problems that they're having, not even physical ones, but. You know, they'll tell me, like, I'm feeling lost and devastated because this happened. And I can go in and help do a cord cutting. I can ask Archangel Uriel to come in and heal emotional wounds. Like, there are all kinds of things we can do. So Reiki is another great tool that we have at our disposal that we can do. We can use it to help us feel better. And um, another great thing you can do is that you can, um, and this goes along with Ricky, but you can open and align your energy chakras. That helps too. Getting grounded in nature helps. So go for a walk, get some exercise, listen to happy music if you want to elevate your mood. All of these things we can do. But I just want you to know that it's perfectly normal to not be okay sometimes. I feel like we always have to put on a brave face all the time, and sometimes you just don't feel it. You're just not feeling it, and that's okay. It's okay to have a bad day sometimes, and it's okay to acknowledge I had a bad day. But just like anything else, you've got to get back up the next day and start all over again. So when you're having a bad day and you know you are, Take the time to take care of yourself. That self-care is so important. Have yourself a good old-fashioned cry session, then listen to some happy music, relax, go get a massage, do whatever you need to do to take care of you. And then that next day, know that it's a brand new day and it's gonna be better, I promise. And if you're stuck, in a place of darkness don't stay there know that there are people who can help you you can contact a local counselor or you can even contact a spiritual advisor you can come to me for reiki if you need help or if you want one-on-one coaching i can work with you but don't stay by yourself isolated feeling like there's nowhere to turn because there are so many resources out there and I hope, that, I hope that you guys are not going through anything major in your lives and that you're having a good start to the new year. And I'm hoping that my next podcast will be a little bit more uplifting. But when I asked what I should talk about today, that's what I got was the emotion. But I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you just to leave you with something that's hopefully a little bit more positive. The first card that I pulled This is from the well-being cards. It's from the teaching of Abraham. And it says, physical well-being is only one good thought away. You could have every disease known to man within your your body today. And if you chose different feeling thoughts tomorrow, they would all leave your body. The key is to not give away, excuse me, the key is to not give any unwanted thing much attention. When it doesn't feel good, turn your attention someplace else. And you know, we just talked about that, that a lot of the physical ailments that we see stem from emotional ailments. So if you are giving all of your attention to the emotions that aren't serving you, you're going to see some physical manifestations, some backaches, headaches, different things like that. So if something starts to make you feel not good, change your thought pattern, If you are interested in learning how to do that, my program, A Purposeful Pilgrimage, tells you how to do just that, to change your thoughts so that you are focusing on the positive in life and you're learning how to react when bad things do happen because we can't stop bad things from happening to us, but we can change how we react to them. All right, and the next card that I pulled, this is heart, thought, cards, and it is by, um, oh my goodness, her name just slipped out of my head, and I was just, I had it, Um, Louise Hay, sorry. So it says, I am in the process, process of becoming my own best friend, the person I am most happy to be with. Loving myself unconditionally means accepting what is. In loving myself, I help create a world where it is safe for us to love each other, I love that, too. It is so important to love yourself. And I have to relay, I know this is kind of getting to be a long podcast, but uh, we just recently had to put my grandma in a nursing home. And we really didn't feel like she was placed where she should be because they told us, oh, she has to have memory care. And it's just her short-term memory that's going. Like, she can tell you all about her parents and when she was little. but because of her short-term memory. They wanted her in memory care. And in the place where they put her, there are people who hold on to baby dolls and really can't understand what they're saying, and and she really doesn't fit in there. There's not really anyone that she can talk to and have an actual conversation with, which is really sad. But there was a lady who looked very young. You know, I thought, oh, I don't know why this woman is in here because she seems so young. But she must have some sort of uh, traumatic brain injury is then, um, she doesn't make a lot of sense, but sitting across from her, when my grandma was eating one day, she started talking about how many calories the sugar packet had, and then like held her stomach and said, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds. And you couldn't really understand much else of what she said. And I just thought to myself, how sad is that, that this person can't really even express a lot of thoughts, but still the one thought that keeps coming up is about body image and how she's not happy with her weight and how many calories something has in. Like that is so ingrained in us that even when your brain isn't functioning at a normal level, that kind of stuff comes up because it's so deeply rooted that we have to be this or we have to be that and we need to lose weight and we should be watching our weight. I'm just going to tell you, you just need to start loving yourself, just fully, deeply, completely, no matter who you are, how much you weigh, what you look like, just start showing yourself love. Love yourself deeply, because it all starts there. When we start learning how to do that, things are going to change, I promise. So do me a favor and stop with those thoughts about yourself. Any negative self-talk, stop doing it today. Try to catch yourself, and then turn it around and change it to positive self-talk, okay? Because if you're putting yourself down, we think other people are gonna do. We teach others how to treat us. So, treat yourself, you should be the one treating yourself the best, and if you're not, That needs to change. So anyway, I hope that this was helpful. If you like my podcast, please share it with others and leave me feedback or stars on iTunes. I super appreciate it. I'm thankful for you guys. If you are interested in Reiki or in card reading or one-on-one coaching, please go to my website, and you can book directly online from my site. If you have any questions, you can always email me. My contact information is on my website as well. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.